Hello and welcome to the Bull and Tunes podcast. My name is Max and today in our In Conversation series, me and one of our lovely editors, Harry Eaton, chatted to Jacob Charlton of Thornhill about all things heroin, their brand new album, uh, all the singles and music videos they've been releasing and all of the creative processes that went into creating what is, what I believe, uh, their most bold record to date. So hopefully you enjoy. Uh, if you do, make sure to check out all of our other In Conversation pieces and podcasts. We've got them going up every single week on the on the website and on our Spotify. So make sure to uh, dig through those and you might find some stuff that you like. All right, enjoy. Oh, well, this is definitely the most Thornhill we've felt so okay, far. Good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely on the side of heroin over Darkpool, but... But... I can see, I can see, um, I don't know. It depends on, I guess we'll get into this in the interview, but like, um, I can see why people would be, uh, kind of hesitant at first, but I think like once you kind of accept the sound change, like it's just so much more fucking cool. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Thank you. I, I don't think it's, I don't necessarily think it's a big sound change. I think the mix is the thing that scares people because we're, writing it like a, it's it's like it's a live rock band like that's what yeah. we wanted from it and i think people are so accustomed to like heavy bands being super polished mm-hmm. and like that's the process and that's the production like i get that and it's it, obviously uh, more of an acquired taste than i thought it yeah. was to people but like i think it makes sense for the album and we wouldn't have done it any other way so that's what yeah, right now. um all right i think my audio is all good to go are you good to go harry Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's just brilliant. Um, yeah, so hello. Um, I guess we've already kind of touched on this in our little introduction. I recorded about half of that, but um, <laughs> yeah. So the the direction in terms of like a sonic soundscape and mixing and and uh, songwriting, I feel is a, it's a pretty bold departure from a lot of things I see in metalcore and also the dark pool. I know you just said like I don't think it's that big of a sound change, but I think there it feels like there is a different intention with heroin versus yeah, sure. the dark pool or or anything previous. Um, would you say what would you say the intention was with that? Um, I think it was just to feel a bit more comfortable in the idea of writing music as a band i think it was like the dark pool was the follow-up to butterfly but i don't really think heroin is the follow-up to the dark pool i think it's just the album where we kind of found our footing as musicians um and as like a group because it was like the first time where we put more emphasis on how we're going to play it how we're going to look how um i'm writing these lyrics to get a point and a mood across rather than just singing about things because there was just like a lot more thought gone into this rather than we need to follow up this record with something good it was it definitely we just didn't have the jitters that we did on the first one so there was a lot more freedom i think and obviously COVID just changed a lot for us like there was a lot of different songwriting processes and just it was it was hard at first to work out who we were going to be and what we were going to be, but we we got there in the end, and we definitely couldn't have done it without that time. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the lyrics there as well. It feels like there's a heavy theme of like femme fatales in in film. Is that is that what the idea is with some of this? Like lyrically, like a song name wise, at least you're calling back to a lot of you know older older films and stuff. It, what was like the lyrical mm. theme? 
uh, or intention with that kind of element of the record? Well, I, I got a lot of inspiration from um, Baz's Romeo and Juliet um, in the way that the script is written. So a lot of the lyrics were kind of written in script form. So a lot of them are kind of conversations between characters and just like the story in the song is moving with the sonic progression. And I really wanted to like, instead of working against Ethan and trying to, you know, flex on top of him flexing, like what the dark pool felt like or what butterfly felt like to me, it just felt too busy and too much. This time I felt like working together and really finding our way from start to finish in the way that we're going to tell this story with these characters. So each song, definitely with a change of atmosphere brings in new characters and new emotions and new feelings. Um, and it was something that we really wanted to have a go at. And um, it was just the lyrics, I think, because the process changed with our writing, we kind of wrote a lot to film and to snapshots of imagery and kind of things like that. So I, some of them were inspirations from things. Like I definitely feel like Hollywood has a lot of, like James Bond influence in just the way that it's very like flippant about a love story. That's because I feel like the whole James Bond thing is like, he's kind of a shit dude. Like he's not the greatest dude and he doesn't really care. And, you know, they do all that, you know, but, and it's sleazy and it's gross, but like, that's the whole point. Like that's his whole character. And it was kind of, that's the character that we're bringing to that song. And it was really about owning the sound and the mood each time with the characters and then the like the way i wrote the lyrics this time yeah i think harry had a question about the visual element of all that as well yes uh, i was just about to uh, ask about that uh, how much of the visual element like how big of a part did that play in the kind of overall shaping of the album and what were your main inspirations for it for, like the music videos the artwork uh, mm. just the whole packaging of the album well it was definitely the imagery was a big part of it it was something i brought to Ethan pretty early on because we we just talk about rock bands a lot about like what rock bands kind of used to be like those MTV kind of grunge rock bands like when when heavy music was huge like when it wasn't what it is now in my opinion like I think it's very like pushed to the corner again um, and it's very hard to get and that the whole thing is I think a lot of people when they think about making metal or making heavy music popular they just go to the whole generic term every time and i think they really lose sight of what it means for our genre to be popular for a lot of people and i think that that kind of 90s and early 2000s nailed the look and the the character of heavy music and it was something that we really wanted to touch on again and bring back because i think that was fucking cool like i think that was really cool when heavy acts just dressed however they wanted wore whatever they wanted on their makeup and they were a character on stage like no one looked like each other everyone was their own thing and they you'd go on stage and you'd know who they were and that was something that i talked to ethan a lot about because i just don't see people doing that anymore and i really wanted to see if we had the guts to do it first of all but also had the you know were able to pull that off because i think costuming was a big one for me because i'm very into fashion uh film was a big one because i directed a lot of uh, all the videos like i really wanted to 
just nail every aspect of this to kind of showcase everything we were after and what you can do. Because a lot of people are looking at it just telling me how big our budget was and that we're selling out and stuff, but it's like, it wasn't. Like, we're still a small Australian band. Like, we made everything work. We just knew that there are ways to push it without, you know, spending a shit ton of money and being a massive band. Yeah. I th- so, it was a lot of things. I, I was just going to say, I think people lose a lot of, like, perspective when it comes to metalcore bands because you see like you know the bigger metalcore bands and you think oh they are bigger bands in the context of the wider music world they've got this ton of budget yeah. but like you don't you have to stretch it and obviously you've obviously been able to take a lot of creative license and stuff to, to stretch that and make it really your own um mm, it was a lot of the diy aspect because we've been doing diy for our whole life you know <laughs> like we built the set of reptile when we were like 18 and 19 kind of thing and so we just keep carrying that with us and we've just been DIYing everything. Amazing. Uh, just before I throw it back to Max, I want to ask, uh, you were saying about the like the costuming and like overall look of metalcore bands, you know, well, even grunge bands and stuff in the late 90s and thousands. Uh, how do you see like the more extreme kind of conceptualizations of costuming and stuff that like Sleep Token and, you know, Slipknot mm. have been doing? Yeah, I love that. I think it's really cool. I, I think Sleep Token are succeeding a lot because of that as well as how good their music is and how good they are as a live band i think you know i that sort of character and bringing that sort of atmosphere and mood especially to a show that i mean you're going to stand out immediately good or bad first of all um and then on top of that if you're killing it live and you're killing it in the studio then like people are going to notice that just because it's different you know and like we talk a lot about is different good but I think regardless, it's always going to be good because it's always going to be you pushing yourself out of the comfort zone. And that's the important part of creativity, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, you briefly touched on the idea that people like, they look at what you've done now with like all these big extravagant, but DIY music videos and like the sound change. And I think the thing with a lot of metalcore fans and, you know, Obviously, we cover a lot of metalcore on this website. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I feel like people have a specific set of expectations for this kind of thing, and they kind of conflate um, someone doing something different with selling out in that in some regard. Yeah, but I feel like this is just yeah. sort of a, an opinion piece at this point. Um, if you wanted to truly sell out, you could have just done the dark pool again and done exactly what everybody That's wanted. That's what I think. Um, that's exactly what I think yeah. of it too. And we would never have felt good about that. No. And that's why we didn't do it. And the thing is, not only is this record like it, it's a it, it feels a bit more of like a a refined sound, like your own you're carving your own niche here. But arguably, instrumentally, this is even heavier than the Dark Pool was. And I think a lot of people That's what yeah, I think. Yeah. It's 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 <laughs> instrumentally, it's fucking dutty. Like you've got these eight string disgusting riffs and like but like but I think mm. people hear like the like powery glam vocals over the top and and, mm. shit, and and they think, oh that must mean this is soft because they don't really know what they, exactly. they're hearing. Um so mm. in that in that sense, this is going to be a bold question. I've, I've got in my notes, this is a bold question. Do you think at this present moment, people are ready for something like heroin? Or is it going to be something that people look back on and go, oh, maybe they were onto something with that? 
<laughs> That's a good question because we do talk about that a bit. We've had some friends joke to us that it's a bit like Diorama by Silverchair, where it's like people did not like that when it came out, but like you listen to that record now and it's just genius. But we're definitely not geniuses. Like it's it's really I don't think it's that far out of you know and we're not doing something completely different. I think I think the whole issue is that people expected something from us and we didn't give it to them in the way that they thought we would. And I think once people get over the fact that we didn't, they might come back. But I think the look as well has been scaring people because if we did, if we did this sound, but we did the basic like look that we were doing previously, it might've been a bit more of a softball for some people and people might've got it. But I think because it was the full package, it scared a lot of people which i understand like it is something different and it's like you know you see me in the where we go video compared to me and raw it's very it's very different but like and i've said this in an interview before like thornhill is literally just like you're looking at a snapshot of our lives as like people like we were young when we wrote you know butterfly i think we were like 19 when we wrote butterfly and I'm 24 now. Like I'm an adult. I'm an adult now. Like I want more things. I want different things. I'm a different person now. You're literally just looking at snapshots of our lives, of who we are and what we enjoy. And we're always going to keep moving regardless. And I think, I think people will get it. I, I hope people will I get it. So. What do you I think? think I think they will. <laughs> you want to go first? <laughs> you? Uh, well, you you have the bigger opinion on this, so yeah, I'll go um, first. I think. As Mike says, they they will probably not regard it well at first, I think, categorically. Mm, it will yeah. be a general... I don't think people actually call it selling out like they've said from the singles. But I think it will take them a while to come around to it, and then they'll retroactively go, okay, I can see what they were trying to do there, and then it's up to the person to go, you know, to rank it. Yeah, I do, I do mm. think, in some regard, it's a divisive record, but in the same vein... I think that all the best records that stand the test of time were divisive when they came out. So mm. it's one of those things where, yeah, sure, people might have a bit of a sour taste in their mouth when it comes out, but I feel like, like I said, you know, in time, people can look back and I think, I think people will go, oh shit, no, maybe that was like, that was exactly what I needed, a kind of thing, or this was exactly what I need mm. now. But I think in, in general, um, yeah, a lot of people just... I don't think they know what they want with with, with this kind of sound until they, they're given it. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think that it's something you've got... I just think up. it needs a shake-up. Yeah. I just think the genre needs a bit of something. And I think there are a lot of bands doing that right now. Like, bands like Loathe, obviously, and Sleep Token, and Static Dress, and, like... And even Void, especially now, we're doing that too, where we're all just trying to just package and deliver the genre in a way that's going to bring it forward rather than keeping it where it is. And I guess a lot of people don't want that, which is interesting, but like, I don't think it's up to them because I really think if anything, and this is how I'm trying to look at it is like the metalcore fans we're going to lose, we're going to gain in rock fans. And I think the rock industry has always been very good in having a really broad audience and a really broad amount of fans because a lot of things are classes rock 
and that's fine. Like I, I don't, I don't really concern like Thornhill personally doesn't concern what genre we're in. Like it doesn't matter to us. Like I don't it, like, yes, everyone's going to say that the record is for metalcore fans. Like that's what we were and et cetera. But I didn't even know what metalcore was until we released Butterfly and people told me that this is metalcore and I had to look it up. <laughs> like I'd never heard of it before. And it's just like, I don't, it's just not something I give a shit about. It's just like, I don't want to categorize my own band. Like this is what Thornhill's deciding to do now. If it's not for you, it's not for you. And that's completely fine. Like that's what music is. Like you can listen to the dark pool again, if you want, you can completely forget us because we're not your thing. Like I don't, I don't mind. It doesn't hurt me because I understand that that's how music is. But it's like, I don't write anything for anyone. Like we just write what we think we're missing. And if people understand it, then that's the bonus on top. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I think um, I, I just, I, I think the record is fantastic. But it's just like one of those, one of those weird things where I just <laughs> think people are just going to be, people are going to be weird about it for a while. <laughs> I think, but yeah, I, the I, thing I is, when I you, I think it makes it makes sense as an album, though. Yeah. I think. A lot oh, more absolutely. In the do. context of the record, all the singles makes make a lot of sense as well. It just feels like it flows in a natural way that I think, yeah. um, given the singles being released in the order they have, I think people are kind of that they can't really get. They haven't got a sense of how the album really flows, but it flows extremely well. Like I think people when it when well, it that's what we want. Like it flows like because you've written a lot of these songs, like you say, like a script for a movie. It does feel like we're mm. kind of going through a a natural motion with you know peaks and valleys and all that. Um, and mm. yeah, but also in terms of songwriting, like you said, like I think confining yourself to a genre when you're writing is the worst thing you can possibly do for your own creativity. Like. There is no way that you're going to write exactly what you want to by going, okay, no, right now I'm going to write a metalcore song. Right now I'm going to write this. But I think that's so clearly not what you did with this album, given um, the the breadth of, of, of things you're doing here. Like the difference between a song like, I don't know, Leather Wings being a more like weird freakish metal metalcore, I guess, kind of song. But then you've got like Raw, which has this big arctic monkeys almost on an eight string riff yeah i love, I love that. that i love that you picked yeah that, that up. is that it was that what That's it was it. meant to be oh okay absolutely. because it's the absolutely. first time i heard that i was like this just kind of sounds like someone's playing an arctic monkeys riff on an eight string and i fucking love it 100%. Um, i'm so glad yeah. you get everyone saying muse core and i'm like what? no it's arctic no, monkeys it's not even <laughs> close it's arctic monkeys ah, <laughs> well that's fucking sick i'm glad i'm glad that's been that's been solidified in my mind now i'm, I'm i will not forget that mm-hmm. um yeah mm-hmm. um i guess on a on a different note you you mentioned like sleep token and loathe you work with george lever on this record um and and his yeah. mixes are now i mean as much as i think they I, you could argue they're an acquired taste. I think he's now legendary for what he's done with bands like Loathe and Sleep Token. Um, what was it like working with him? Created a signature. It was difficult because of communication through like the lockdowns and through FaceTiming and stuff because it was very, we wanted something super specific in a short amount of time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you you know how cut off dates are. Like it's it's really hard to make everything work exactly when you want it to work. And because of all the lockdowns, like we could we we could barely track drums. Like we track drums in a garage. Like we got given 
extremely short hands in every circumstance and we kind of had to make do with as much as we could because Australia was just so fucked with everything. Um, and then once we did that, we kind of just gave him everything and we were like, just fix this, please. And he did his, he did his absolute hardest. And, um, you know, we got on a lot of FaceTimes and sent him a lot of paragraphs of notes, but he was lovely about it and he did a really good job and it was great working with him. He's a lovely dude. And he can deadlift a lot. <laughs> I'm not surprised about that. Yeah, he, he actually lives about 10 minutes from me. So. Oh, really? Um, yeah, one day yeah, I will walk into him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did he push you in any specific way in like in the record, like out of your comfort zone? Like, I think you should do this instead. Like, did, did he have any input on how the album ended up turning out? Uh, no, because it was all self-produced first. We, we always self-produced. So everything was already done before. Um, he mixed and mastered it. Oh wow! Much. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, given given the circumstances you're under, I think the way the record turned out is is pretty astounding. I mean, yeah, I mean, right. Look, this is yeah. gonna be a bold thing to say <laughs> because I know a lot of this is probably not what you've been hearing. But I fucking love the mix mm. on this record. Like, I think it sounds. I it do sounds too. Exactly I don't like get I wanted it. it to sound. Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, the vocals mm. are too quiet. But it's like, but the vocals now kind of feel like a texture within the entire soundscape of the record, uh, exactly. as opposed to being like, like the front. And I, I don't think they do. Yeah, well, exactly. They're they're another instrument, yeah. which is what we kind of wanted from it. But I really don't think they're too quiet at all no. i really don't understand that i think they're just sit in a place that people aren't used yeah. to and you have to pay attention yeah. like it's not it's, it's not just mindless easy. music you can just put on and hear them hear exactly like, yeah. yeah yeah which i i don't think most bands are like it's just different but like in terms of this record like i want you to read the lyrics i want you to understand the characters i want you to sit down and like listen to what we're trying to show you because i really and i say this a lot but like i just think because of you know the way the world is at, like these days especially is everything is so readily available everything is so you eat it and vomit it out the next day like everything is just there for you and i really i miss what albums used to be and how important they used to be as a whole thing and we pride ourselves very much on being an album band and I really just want people to have to sit on this one and listen to it maybe once or twice to understand it or to get it. And if you don't, like, obviously that's fine. But, like, I really want people to try and I want it to be a big deal like it used to be. Um, whether or not that happens, I guess we'll find I hope out. hope it happens. Mixed reviews so far. I mean, I, <laughs> I've listened to it probably about 25 times at this point, I think. Let's go. Um, yeah. What's your favorite Honestly. song? Ooh, um, can I give you three? <laughs> yeah, you can give me I'll top give you three. Top three: uh, Raw, Heroin, and Leather Wings. Those are my top three. Interesting. Those are also my top yeah. three. I so. I wow, love okay. a good closer. So I uh, yeah. heroin being the way it is, it's just really fucking worked for me. Also, Vasty Hearts fucking awesome no, i love and that song hellfire club i reckon that if if anything that's the song people aren't gonna get and i hate that because it's my favorite one yeah i can already see the comments like uh mm. this sounds mm. like this sounds like two-way mirror by loathe 
it's just like no 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 i don't think it actually does but it's got like that vaguely shoegazy sound to it and anytime anyone does that it's like this is deftones this is loathe this is whatever like people just they don't know how to make a point without associating with some thing in their brain but um yeah. yeah well in terms of of the whole record what are you most excited to play live i know you played the, the album in full in australia but uh, you know you're going around the world this year what are you excited to play for people uh depends on what we're allowed to play like it'll really like come down to what gets popular because people aren't going to sit through the songs that obviously don't do as well we have noticed though that raw is really fun to play live which is lucky because it probably will be the one we always play and casanova too yeah. Like, I don't think it's been funny touching on what you said before is people have come up because we play Casanova on, we play Casanova at full tilt in Australia and we played Casanova at uh, the entire America tour we just did. And everyone would come up to us after and be like, oh, I like take back what I thought and what I said, that song was so heavy and so tough. And we were like, yeah. like we know it's so funny that like it took a live setting for to show people but that's what also gives me hope for this record too because i think it's a live record i think people will understand what we're doing when they hear it live too i think that's definitely going to help but i really want to play varsity please please play varsity ethan sings on varsity too i know i wish i don't think people are gonna like it. i think people are gonna like that one i really do i think people are really gonna like that one i think they're gonna like songs like blue velvet as well i think people are really really gonna connect Uh, yeah but yeah i mean i can't speak for everybody else of course like i can't it's like a it's a hard thing i won't we won't know till it's out um but yeah, well, that's I'm thing. so excited to see what people think. I mean, I'm I'm definitely ready to hop into some comment sections and tell people to shut the fuck up. But um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> please do because <laughs> uh, yeah. we're not allowed to. Yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be your like secret PR guy. Um, yeah, one the one for me that was most obvious was something terrible because for obvious yeah. reasons because it's such a different soundscape and obviously I won't do too many spoilers. But you know, the whole nature of the track is completely different um how mm. did you kind of construct that and was there any like reservations to actually putting that as a full-fledged song on the record the whole point of it was that the album is set up like a theater performance so it has an act one and an act two and something terrible came with the rain is the intermission mm-hmm. so it, it's the one to separate and give you that breather between the two sections and so um i always wanted it on the record um just because ethan just like wrote it one day to this little clip of a theater kind of performance and it was always like this big thing because i really wanted to put on a play and do like a big thing and it was when we were really in the creation of it and he just wrote it all and i was like what the fuck is this this is insane like how did you just do this he's like yeah it's all right i was like (laughs) what do you mean this is going on the record and then that kind of formed a lot of the other ideas afterwards so it was really cool to just build on that whole theatrical side from there yeah, i love how gorgeous yeah. that that interlude is it's just like yeah, it's so it's, gorgeous it's yeah um i don't even treat it as an interlude at this point like so yeah yeah no it's just like, a, it's like yeah a yeah tone. i don't think it is uh, like, yeah. exactly that's why i think it's an intermission it's an intermission is it's like yeah. a little break but you want to be in the break yeah. um yeah. i do have one last uh question that's it's a fun one though okay Hit me up. Hit me when up. are you covering a Lana Del Rey song? <laughs> Ooh. 
I could do that. That'd be I was fun. hoping. Yeah, she's got a similar energy to what. Yeah, we're doing. I was. I was hoping that when you did that, um, that triple J thing, I, I was in my mind. I was like, oh, I was trying to yeah. channel. I was like, please do a Lana Del Rey. Song. Oh, where were you? You should have let us know <laughs> Listen, that. Where man, were you? I'm, I've God. been. I've been trying to channel. I've been trying to astral project it. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta. Yeah. You gotta. You gotta do yeah. that, man. Do like Venice. Venice. It was really hard. That, that that whole thing. <laughs> Oh, I would have loved to, man. Would have loved to. It's just like we were in between touring and finishing the album and trying to do a like a version. So we were kind of like, ah, we're going to have to just, we'll just play on the meme and do this because we know we'll do it well. I like that cover to be fair. Um, but cover. I really, <laughs> it was all right. Like I wanted to do, we, we had two others. We were talking about doing Man Eater by Nelly Potato because that would have been really fun. And I wanted to do, uh, Greatest View by Silverchair, maybe. There was a couple. I, I did laugh when I moments. saw it was Muse. I was just like, "There's no way they've done this without." Yeah, it was a, a, it was a good meme. It's a good meme. It's a good yeah. meme. Just lean into it. Fuck it. What are they gonna do? Just cry more? Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> ah, yeah, they did. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, no. Venice Bitch by Lana Del Rey. Anything from Ultraviolence, please. I I beg of you. <laughs> it's in the bank now. It's in it's the memory in the bank. bank. Okay, it's good. gonna be. It's, it's definitely I got a couple of friends will be very happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've got a couple more minutes. It's up to you. Um, I just have one more question. You said about like you are a record band, um, mm. and obviously you you were doing EPs at the start, obviously to facilitate kind of where you want to go as a small band. You it's kind of a concession you have to make, but mm. it's becoming more popular now that bands just make EPs. Uh, would you ever like? Are you ever considering doing some more experimental stuff? in the context of an EP that's kind of separate from the discography? Or is it just albums now? I think it's just albums now. I think that's really where we're at. I think the trajectory of where we're at now and what we're going to become with this record is definitely going to be something we're going to bring onto the next record. Like, I definitely want to continue trying to push heavy music again and like really making albums important i think that's definitely something that's really on our radar of things to do i mean we have side projects and we have other things that we'll you know be doing in between and things like that but like in terms of thornhill it's definitely going to be albums for us love that, love that. i'm an i'm an album listener so i'm, I'm the, uh, I'm the big album guy respect. love just sticking I, like with this as well mm. especially i've been like every time i put it on i have to listen to the whole thing like i don't just click yeah. on a specific mm. song actually no okay that's a lie i did put raw on on its own quite a few times but as a mm. whole i i do just i i love just listen to this whole thing it's fucking awesome i do yeah i do not think i have listened to this like without is that the instrumentals it is yeah it has the instrumentals as well um that's so rude uh, you're literally talking to the vocalist right now <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean your, your vocals aren't even in the new album so, so far <laughs> that's true it's actually uh, it's muted man it's yeah, muted. but no like literally i do not think i've put on a song from this like and not listen to the entire album uh so yeah oh that's lovely Looking thank awesome. you yeah. all right uh, i'll let you go because i think we are uh, I, we are over time now but um <laughs> it's been lovely talking to you that's and so thank you for for spending your, your evening with us um of course thanks for having me